Hello and welcome to Your Thoughts Podcast. My name is Tyler Beck. I have Ryan, no last name here. Uh, We're here to talk about predictions of 2021, I suppose. Well, so to keep in mind with this is that we are going to be talking about the political climate and really the world climate going forward uh, into the election year. In conjunction with COVID and uh, civil unrest that has been rising up. Correct. And today... The day of recording is October 4th, 2020. So chances are this episode won't be airing until later on. So we're going to be talking about... It might actually be after the election, potentially. So Election day is November 3rd, right? So it's a month away? Yeah, I think November 3rd. Um, I do have some content that I would like to put out before this, so it, it might actually be after the election. So instead of us just talking about what's happening right now and whatnot we're going to be looking forward towards what potentially might happen what potentially might happen and maybe <laughs> what, what we right. see is happening right and what that could mean so now when we first discussed this topic and we talked about talking about it um this was before the president had tested positive for coronavirus right so <laughs> this is admittedly an unforeseen wrench in the mix that we did not see now yeah, I just within looked, like the past week it just happened a few days ago yeah yeah i think it was on friday so we're going to talk about this craziness before any of that happened and that is a crazy thing well, i think that's pretty contingent so yeah it definitely plays into the theme of 2020 <laughs> yes we're going to be probably getting the we're going to be getting apocalyptic in our next episode here which is fitting for 2022 um <laughs> so but start. Let's, I think we should start there because I think it is so contingent when it comes to predictions. Now, I did look up this morning right before we started recording. The president is feeling better. He is estimated to recover and be discharged by Monday, which is tomorrow. Do you believe hmm. that he would be... If, do you think he'll relapse? Do you think he'll feel better? And if so, what are the consequences of both of those? It's, I think it's hard to say just because I want to trust the medical advisors that would be appointed to the president of the United States. You would hope so. (laughs) But I do not trust anything that this administration says. Yes. I don't trust the White House statements. I don't trust the doctors that would be appointed to do PR. I don't trust the president's statements. So... I, I don't know how to gauge it. That's fair. That's fair. And, and uh, I think a lot of people would be in the same position. Unless and, unless you're favor- favorable to Trump or anti-Trump, then you might right, have your own Right, and there's going to be biases on that. Right. Uh, so there is good legitimate reason. So for myself, I always hold to the experts and the expert consensus. Right. So the problem is, is that the CDC has fucked up. There is legitimate concern when it comes to the CDC. In the beginning, I'll openly admit this, that the CDC did lie about masks. Can you pull that mic a little bit closer? Yes, sir. Get right in my face. Is this better? Uh, just angle it towards your mouth. Angle it towards me. Okay. I've heard that before. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when it comes to the CDC, they did lie in the beginning about masks. Now, they did have a reason for it. You can watch the video for the Fauci. It was uh, concern over... Mass supply. You're right two frontline workers and that i do understand yeah i don't think that was a good idea though it isn't a good idea no they completely that's that's a whole different topic yeah they they completely fucked up um but that is the route they chose to take they decided to lie about masks instead of saying hey yes masks work of course they work Mm -hmm. but please do not flock to buy them granted during this time, there were people going out for toilet paper in mass. So I remember actually listening to a. Um, so the CDC has actually been posting videos on YouTube pretty regularly, advising on um, the status of everything and like what to do, what not to do. So pretty early on, when this when when the pandemic started becoming very real, uh, maybe like late March, I started listening to some of the CDC's videos. And um, one of the CDC 
people. I, I don't know who he was. I don't I don't remember. But he was talking about going to the airport, watching people who had masks like touch their face and saying like that's why we shouldn't have masks because they're touching the railing, then touching their face. It's just it doesn't seem logical just based on like spread of bacteria naturally. Um, and that made sense at the time, but knowing what we know now, it definitely seems like a misstep. Yeah, and there, there's a few other things that they've misstepped on as well. So that is a fair assessment or a fair uh, problem to have with the CDC when it comes to the experts. I will freely admit that. That is on them. They fucked that up. So there is good reason to doubt also because they are pressured by this administration to put out information on the vaccine. They are pressured by the organization or by the administration to have positive views. I mean, and their mishandling of it, I mean... The, the information that they put out, if you don't have a scientific context, if you're not scientifically literate, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when they restructured the death toll where I think it was like 97% of people died with comorbidities. And if can say, we Can we actually touch on um, the, the scientific literacy aspect of that just real quick? Because I feel like this topic specifically is not discussed with the general population enough like science is a procession of information that allows you to adjust your model your interpretation of what is happening so it is okay for institutions like the cdc who bases everything on science to adjust the model exactly it's all based on information if you are traveling to georgia and you say that, okay, so our best route from here is to get to Georgia. From all of our information is we have to head north. Which the CDC is actually headquartered in, I think. Oh, look at that. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> all leads back to Georgia. So even if you were to say like, hey, every single information that we know about maps is that we have to head north. And then you realize, you reassess the situation that, hey, we have new information that we actually have to head east to get to Georgia. It's now not... And the map's upside down. <laughs> yeah, and that's the reason why, is that the map was tra- changed over. That's not... That's You have that information now. It is a process. It is not an answer. It's a process. Right. So it And it will uh, change views based on new information. That's why science uses language like theory. That's why it has to be okay to be wrong, too. Exactly. Yeah, you need uh, a, fos- a falsifiable claim in... A scientific perspective if it's unfalsifiable it's not useful um but yeah so going back to when it comes to the president getting this and then doubting the numbers and everything like that there is legitimate concern when it comes to doubting some things i will freely and openly admit that but two hundred thousand people and counting are still dying right and at this point i believe that's still the most out of any country in the world that's reporting at least right that's reporting china probably had a lot higher yeah well i don't know about a lot higher but like china pretty early on stopped reporting yeah and that's a whole nother can of worms as well Mm -hmm. but we're not talking about can of worms and what ifs we are talking about what is trackable kind of just prefacing the the lead up to 2021 here so covid and trump just getting covid Mm mm-hmm yeah, this is throwing a wrench into a lot of things. In an election year. In an election year. About a month away from the actual election. Yeah, about a month away with civil unrest. With civil unrest. And the worst. Uh, did economic- we want to touch on a little bit of the civil unrest? How that... We could definitely get into that. How that started unfolding and how that plays into this as well. Correct, yeah. But let's uh, let's button up probably when it comes to Trump and everything like that so we can proceed into that. Okay. So uh, I'm under the conviction that... the president will recover the death rate with covid is very low um well it's it doesn't it's mean higher it's higher with people who are um elderly, elderly and trump obese. is yeah what what would we classify as elderly like older than 65 is I typically think 65 elderly. is usually the cutoff um he's like 74 yeah, i believe I 74. so he's he's getting up there as far as like uh where people start to have complications health he is overweight and he is overweight. Yes. Um, so even then, I mean, it's the president of the United States. He's going to get the finest. He probably has pretty high stress in that position as well. Yeah. And that definitely could uh, contribute. Yeah. So at the very least, I think he'll recover initially. There is a possibility he could relapse. But 
for for the most part, I'm a, I am under the conviction that he will recover, and that is going to probably boost his numbers. And uh, as we were discussing prior to the podcast, Boris Johnson also had it. He's the uh, UK prime minister. Prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was only, I think he's in his late 50s. But he got put on a ventilator, I believe. He was in ICU. Yeah. Yeah. He almost died from it. So Trump isn't the first head of state to uh, contract this virus, but he... Bolsonaro in Brazil also got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've the all three survived. three horsemen of COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to numbers, yeah, yeah. Of all the politicians, those oh. ones too, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I, I think he'll recover and I think he will see a boost in his numbers. It's already tough enough for an incumbent president to lose an election. Right. As for all of our, our, our American history we've seen. It's only happened a couple times. Yeah. And not only that, but also a Republican president, which where the, what I think is like four out of five times where they didn't get the popular vote, but they still got the electoral vote. And then to play into the civil unrest, a Republican president that is playing on law and order, which is a a value that the right really lead, leans on. But like with civil unrest unfolding in a very public way, it it kind of drives people towards making things back to normal. And I mean, civil unrest is not a new thing. I mean, you can look back at like 1991 no. with the... De- or not the death of, but the beating of Rodney King, and the right. LA riot and the LA riots. I mean, this is not a new thing. No, uh, but this has recently been reignited with the death of George Floyd. Um, of course, everyone should be privy to that knowledge by this time. I don't know how you could and not then hear about reignited that. again with uh, I believe it was uh, Jacob Blake. Uh, was that his name? Jacob Blake. Um, the the individual that was shot seven times in. Uh, Kenosha. Oh yes, the one of the victims in the Kenosha. Uh, no, not or not. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse is the is the murderer. That was later on. The individual that was shot by the police seven times. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that just fire on top of fire. Right. And I mean, we've talked about before. I mean, back in like 2017, 2018, how heated things were getting in Portland, Oregon, uh, with civil unrest with Antifa back then as well. Um, so this is by no means new, but it, it's really, really ramped up since the death of George Floyd and we are seeing, you know, civil unrest unlike which we haven't seen since probably the sixties. I think that would be a fair assessment. Uh, just having conversations with my stepmom about the whole, uh, political climate and dynamic and everything. Um, just, just a little bit of, uh, background on her. She is, uh, right leaning, um, religious and uh is favorable to trump okay um but she also grew up in the in the 70s so free love she actually is like a right-leaning hippie (laughs) but uh that's neither here nor there that's an interesting (laughs) cross-section it is it is very interesting um but just like having political discussions with her about her perspective on everything with her historical perspective, her view is that right now feels like it did back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it is a fair comparison. I mean, granted, you know, we have the internet and we have video of these things. So these things have happened since the inception of our country, but now we have video of it happening. We've never had that before. And as good of a thing as the video element is, it also is complicating things dramatically it does i mean you have um the tribalism as well i mean you can show two people on different sides of the spectrum the same video especially with kyle rittenhouse and you'll get one side that's like oh obviously that happened and the other side saying no that didn't happen at all not only that just the capability of any random individual to splice these videos to make their narrative seem more uh, plausible. plausible. Yeah. 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 That is a huge issue as well. Is, like you know, say somebody takes this podcast episode, cuts a section to make it seem like I'm saying some shit that I didn't say, just taken out of context. People do that stuff. Oh, now someone's going to do it. Good job, Tyler. Yeah. People will probably do it eventually <laughs> anyway, but just like understanding that that does happen. So you have to take this 
evidence with a grain of salt because you don't know where it came from. You don't know how much of the video was cut out. You don't know the agenda of the individual putting it out. So there's there's a variety of factors that you have to consider if you're going to be honest and thorough with your discussion on these topics. Right, right. I mean, especially when it comes to Kyle Rittenhouse, because that's just a huge, most recent thing after George right. Floyd. Uh, so the video, multiple different angles. I mean, some people claim like, oh, he threw a, somebody threw a Molotov cocktail at him. It was uh, found out to be like a plastic bag with like a soda in it or something like that. There was something in the plastic bag. Yeah. Um, it did look like it was on fire. It did, when it, the way it kind of twirled. But yeah, no, it, nothing happened once it hit the ground. It just hit the ground. Um, and you can see other videos of what happens when a Molotov cocktail hits the ground. It spreads quite easily. Um, but yeah, you have so people that see these same images and they might think that it's this thing, but it's actually not. Right. Um, when it comes to like, for example, when the shooting started happening, um, it looked like somebody fired a handgun into the air before the shooting started. When Kyle was uh, being chased by one of the victims. And, and so, one of the people that was shot did have a gun. Yes, yes, he did. Get, he did. Have I don't know if you've seen the images of yeah, his, his arm. bicep just yeah. completely blown open. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It is a brutal time. Um, but he has been officially charged as of this recording. So we're yeah. still waiting to see what all happens with that. Um, but yes, all this, I think shortly after that, another quote unquote, I guess you can call a retaliation on a Trump supporter happened. I think the next day after, I think I remember seeing a video that yes. somebody was shot in the street mm-hmm. um, for I having a MAGA hat. Was that, uh, was that in the same city? I don't I remember. I don't think it was the same city. I don't think so. But I remember hearing a short a story shortly after that that yeah, somebody was gunned down in the street for like wearing a MAGA hat or something like that. This this plays into the topic that um I I don't think I've publicly talked about, but I've talked about a lot with you specifically. This civil war kind of playing out like it's on everyone's mind. Right now you can you can deny the reality of a civil war, but people are literally killing each other in the street in multiple different cities and they're aligning themselves with specific tribes trump supporters biden supporters antifa black lives matter all of these movements are coalescing against each other not unifying at all except to unify against each other yeah i mean i i i have many people that I talk to on different sides of the spectrum when it comes to politics and everything like that. Yeah, me too. And I was talking to one of them who is definitely more right-leaning and, you know, we were discussing the kind of the tit-for-tat attacks that we're seeing. And Mm -hmm. ideally, that's what this quote-unquote civil war will probably look like is just domestic terrorists from one side or the other politically fueled death and killing. Yeah. Um, Luckily, we haven't seen bombs because that's a pretty... I was just about to bring up the IRA pretty common thing when things start to escalate like this yeah yeah because it's it it kills a lot more people much faster yeah we're gonna i would not be surprised if we start seeing what happened in northern ireland with the ira the irish republican army yeah and the british for people who don't know those were just people just like regular people just shooting each other in the streets throwing bombs into trash bins in london blowing people up like shit like that happened and you're wrong if you think it can't happen here (laughs) that is just the (laughs) that's the thing too is that every single people or society or mindset that says oh that can't happen here happened there in history so you are never above Rome can never fall (laughs) I I know that that uh, trope is actually pretty played out like the fall of Rome the burning of Rome like especially in the context of the United States like especially like Bush era that that was pretty played out but like it is a true thing to consider well i'm actually going to get into that a little bit with our next episode because historically speaking that is the time it was the time period (laughs) so teasers on that look out for that one um but when you do look at the fall of the roman republic it is eerily eerily similar to what's going on now the brothers grocky the kind of the um i don't want to say like feudalism but just the seizure of property um from the working class 
and just the whole upheaval and to the to the top essentially yeah the political corruption i mean um, you can look up uh go go ahead and google the grocky brothers and read that whole story and it's it's eerily eerily sim- similar to what's going on yeah the fall I, of rome. i think you recommended some i did send you some videos yeah, yeah. pretty short videos mm-hmm. on the history of rome yeah i highly recommend looking into the history of rome it's it's fascinating the parallels well, I mean, we based large part of our government on their system as well as the Greek democracy, the Roman Republic, and then a few other government systems throughout history is a large portion of American politics. Right. And really, when it comes to Rome, it is the, I would probably say, best analog to what we're facing now because it's heavily influenced Western culture. So when you go back and you look and read the history or listen to the history on it, it does get you really similar. And that's the, probably the reason why. I would argue another parallel is the Rwanda genocide. Yeah, well, with politically, yes. Yeah, well, like, if you understand a bit about that genocide, you understand that the division was, um, was kind of not real. Like, it, it was based on things that just really weren't true and then further divided by politics. Yeah political exploitation so when it comes into going into 2021 i'm probably convinced especially if trump loses the election that is a huge like what if scenario um it's been said like you know most of the mail-in or most of the ballots are probably going to be mail-in ballots for this election so on election night we're probably going to see most of trump supporters are going to vote in person given his narrative on mail-in voting so we're probably going to see a gigantic leap for Trump in the election on election night. Then once the mail-in ballots are, cl- are voted in and counted, Biden may surpass that, but it's going to be days later. So I can easily see the narrative playing out that the Democrats stole the election mm-hmm. because that's what he's been saying that's, this whole yeah, time. That's the narrative that he has been setting up. Yeah, he's been setting up his failure which um, may happen. My perspective on the election is I, I do think that Trump will win, and I think Trump will win by a large margin. I am I am partial to Trump winning. It seems very likely just given that he's an incumbent president, just given how riled up his base is. However, I do see interesting trends when it comes to polls. Granted, we have to take polls with a grain of salt. Yeah, polls can, showed gr- 2016. We cannot negate what happened yeah. in 2016. Polls were saying that Hillary was going to win by a landslide, and she didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually working as a pollster during that election. I remember that, yeah. And it's not data that was accumulated by the companies, and I really, really think it should have been. The amount of people that hung up on me who said, Trump, and then hung <laughs> up on me, was probably more than the surveys I took. Yeah, yeah. no, um, And that definitely played out in the election. It's interesting to see, sorry. It's interesting to see, you know, like, yard They signs. literally did that, too. They were like, Trump, <laughs> Trump 2020, mega. Like, you've seen it. You, these people yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, you can tell when it's a Trump supporter. <laughs> you can tell when it's a Trump supporter, but, th- like... All of that, all all those data sets, all the poll data sets, don't account for um, silent Trump yeah, supporters as well. Which and is the majority of there's the a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them is, are not going to partake in polls. They're not going to be vocal about it. They're looking at the playing field. Biden does not seem like he is a very good candidate to maintain. I don't want to say the status quo in the in the way that like the status quo is necessarily because uh, generally people do want change, but the status quo as in like the maintaining of the country's existence right now, because what Biden is playing with just his cognitive decline, then like Kamala Harris as the vice president who will likely take over for Biden. I hope within the first 100 days. Her dirty cop history yeah and then also playing with antifa and black lives matter and the civil unrest in favor of um allowing these things to get further foothold 
through their political party. When it comes to Biden, though, I mean, he supports giving more funding to the police. Yeah, he... It's a very weird crossroad when it comes to where he sits on that, because he's vocally, you know... I, I don't trust him. Social I tr- justice, but at the same time, he wants to give more funding to the police. Yeah. And, you know, that's a whole other argument. Please educate yourself on what it means to defund the police. It's generally not what you think it is. Um, so I. Wait, can you actually. Can you further uh, elaborate what you think that is? Because I have talked to. Um, I, I've talked to a few people who have one perspective on it. Uh, as far as like actually defunding, I've talked to people who want to abolish the police completely. Yeah, and there are those my, people. My dad is police. My yeah. dad is a police officer. Yeah. I have family who are police. I have family who are military. And I, I think people don't really understand what it's like as an individual in these positions. My only, co- my only concern in going off that topic, do you think it's going to be relative or relevant to a prediction kind of thing? I think it'll lead... Or at least it gives a good good baseline. It 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 plays into the law and order uh, kind of mentality. Okay, okay. So we we can jump in a little bit here. We'll make it because pretty quick. Just a, a fundamental overview of what law and order means is if you do not have established laws, you have chaos. You don't have order. You can pretend like you can maintain order without any rules, but that won't happen. That will not happen if nobody has rules then what is dictating you from uh so so like let's take driving for an example no speed limit people will just go however however fast or slow they want which is fine they can do that because there's no rules but like um fuck <laughs> <laughs> so let me push back on you a little on that um i'm there are certain social constructs and social agreements that we have to live in a society. I'm not convinced that just because it's not written down somewhere that it will automatically happen. Um, yeah. And yeah. especially when your example of the speed limit, ironically enough, areas that don't have speed limits are, have less car crashes. If you look at Germany and the Autobahn, well, I think that's the only example though. I think there's a few other roads in Germany. Ironically in Arizona, the speed limit is like 45 generally on, on main roads and people go like 55. (laughs) Oh yeah. People speed all the time. But that also has to do with like, you know, the driving etiquette that happens in other countries versus the United States. But part of the primary factors of auto collisions is speed and uh, not paying attention. Yeah. Not paying attention is a huge one. But that's why speed is regulated too. Right. I could understand why you would have certain speed regulations on that. Um, but I'm, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not willing to say that just because it's not written, you won't do it. Yeah. So I, I'm well, like an unwritten rule is still a rule to you though. It's like a value to you. Correct. Yeah. And I think when it comes to being in a society, we have to oblige by those rules, even if it's not said, cause we have to share the space together. It is not beneficial for me to steal from you. If you also need the things I'm trying to steal. But if there's no rule and it is beneficial to steal from somebody, What's stopping you? Yeah, you could do that. But also what like comes to murder, I don't want to be killed. I'm not going to kill you. But if there's no rule and somebody wrongs you and you can kill somebody if you want to because there's no rule dictating that you can't. Yeah, and there will be some. I mean, we have it as a rule and people still do it. But I'm not convinced that just because the rule's not there that people will automatically do it. Not necessarily, but I think people would do it more. Then how do you feel about the drugs? Because decriminalizing and legalizing drugs actually drops usage. Yes, but people are still doing drugs yeah. with, with the law there. So. Oh, yeah. No, it'll still do it. It doesn't eliminate it, but it actually right. decreases when you legalize these things. But by legalizing it, you're making a rule that allows it to be available in the market. Well, the you're not making is... a rule against it, though. When we're talking about laws and rules, it's usually against doing this. So regulating murder regulating you know drugs and alcohol regulating firearms um just i think with legalization it would be allowing the drugs but it would still be regulated so there would be rules to how much who gets to do it we can talk about that another time then because i think we're getting off topic (laughs) yeah well the, the point is i think that trump 
uh, using the law and order, um, the rhetoric, is catering to people who are very concerned with the direction of uh, the the country moving forward. And I think Biden's camp is playing to the other side. And it's just, it's furthering this uh, tribalism. I don't know if I'd agree with that. You don't think so? I don't know if I'd, I, I don't know, I can't say yes or no, but I don't know if I agree with that. Um, but when it comes to using these narratives, because I mean, you know, Trump is playing on that. He's showing images of this is Biden's America. This is what Biden's want or Biden supporters well, want. Well, so is the Democratic Party, though. Did you watch the uh, uh, Democratic Convention? Mm, I think I watched a little bit of it. I watched both the RNC and the DNC. I did not convention. watch the RNC. <laughs> it, was, it was like a bunch of coked out politicians yeah, just I like saw. downplaying COVID and uh, like talking up Trump and Junior all of his was accomplishments. Fucking riding that white lightning, dude. It seemed like they were all like coked out, like really. Yeah, that one. Lady I've seen people on coke. Screaming. It seemed like they were coked out. Yeah, that lady that was just screaming into the nothing because there's no one there. We're in the middle of a pandemic, so she's just screaming. They just have their podiums and probably like the camera dudes and yeah. nobody else around, and just like a bunch of flags. Yeah, but the I, DNC's convention was kind of just like a. Uh, very in the context of understanding what was happening outside of that very mm-hmm. dystopian like uh um fuck what was that video game where like they were drugging everybody to make it seem like everything was okay we happy few yes mm-hmm. it was like that yeah like everything is gonna be great with biden everything is already great we're all unified but like that's not what's happening and we we're not going to talk about that yeah I could see where you're going with that, yeah. But when it, pushing forward with these with these narratives, though, and trying to gather support uh, for myself, I, I think it's important to kind of give a base ground of where we're at. I was a Bernie supporter. I did vote for Bernie. I in, was as well. Yeah, in the primary. Bernie, unfortunately, did not win. Oh, um, in the primary? I also voted for him in 2016 primary and then Jill Stein in 20. 20- 16 general yeah in general so i think it's important i i do share and parrot a lot of the bernie platform views so i think that's important to say um i was very very much against biden after the primary um mm-hmm. i have since had some arguments i've since had especially when, when you consider the um media suppression in 2016 the con- uh, corruption within the Democratic Party against Bernie Sanders in 2016, and then the coalescing of the Democratic Party against Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard, and Andrew Yang in 2020. Just, like, identifying with that party. I didn't necessarily identify with that party, but I understand people who would identify with that party and understanding those things, why they would vote for Trump over the Democratic Party after watching blatant, visible corruption. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's those people that like, okay, fuck me, fuck you, so I'm gonna vote for the other side. Right, certainly. Yeah. But not only that, but Trump um, playing into that. Yeah, like, I mean, he using least... Bernie Sanders as a tool to attack the Democratic Party. Right. Like literally in the debate that just happened yeah. like last week, he he was like saying. You just lost the left. He was playing both sides. He yeah. was saying like you lost the left, but also like Bernie Sanders would have done better, kind of stuff. I honestly think Bernie would have done a lot better debate wise. Yeah, he likely would. But um, like, unfortunately, it, he did not show up with his a-, a game against Biden. But I think against Trump, I think he would have done a lot better. I I I was very underwhelmed with Bernie's performance in the debate. I I just I think that Biden has no chance when it comes to against being against Trump or winning the election. What do you mean by that? Um. Like as as far as his platform message, his uh, his being attacked by a variety of different rhetorics that he he really can't stand up to because of like uh, outsiders' view of the party. If you aren't in favor of the duopoly, um, the the catering to the civil unrest, and then not really catering to the civil unrest. So like. He's lost those people, but he's also lost people who would be in favor of him catering 
uh, being against them. I'm, I'm going to push back again on that because it just it seems like Biden doesn't have a clear direction. It's like he's catering to anything that might get him a vote except for the progressive left. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to push back on that. Um, so when you have you read his platform? Uh, yes. So it, in going into a general election, Biden's platform on its face, it is the true reality. It is the most progressive platform that we have ever seen in this country. Mm-hmm. That is whether or not he's going to fully follow through with everything. That's in a whole other conversation. But, I think as, as somebody who I, I don't want to use the identities. I think the general population, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like... Well, I see, because, you know, we had a, we also have to recognize our relative biases in our bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of us are usually a little bit further left, a little bit more libertarian, a little bit less government. We're, we're generally considered the more outsider of the political spectrum. So And America you, in general is actually right-leaning in the on the world scale. Uh, stage in comparison to we're very right actually yeah compared to like uh europe as a whole or uh even like australia even some some asian countries yeah it's it's i don't know what happened after the 40s and i'm sure it's communism and the red scare that we switched so far to the right uh but we used to be somewhat left back in the 40s um i mean you can even go back and listen to republican uh, presidential candidates running on social security, which you would never find nowadays. Um, it, it leads to another thing about Biden, though. Like, Trump is actually using these things to attack Biden. Biden said that he would be willing to defund social security. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There's video of which that. Which is weird Trump because... Trump now has an ad using that video. Yeah, I've seen it. And it's weird because, Trump, that's what you want to do, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you calling him out? You want to do that. But people aren't going to look into Trump. No. People like me looked into both of them, and I don't like Biden, I don't like Trump, and I don't trust either of them, so why am I going to vote for Biden over Trump when he, like... Admittedly, there are, I'm going to say this 100%. It just, it, it just plays into the argument that we've been having with yeah, uh, Brittany that, and Jimmy. So there, there are legitimately, and I do not see, even if you're a Biden supporter, I'm going to disagree with you 100%. I, I have come to the conclusion that I will vote for Biden. Right. I can go into a whole different thing about that, but I'm just going to leave it at I am voting for Biden in November. There are no good arguments to support Biden other than he is not Trump. That is 100%. I say that as someone who identifies more left than most of the country and supported Bernie Sanders, there are no good arguments to vote for Biden despite that he is not Trump. I think it's unfortunate that Bernie Sanders is campaigning for Biden harder than Biden's campaigning for Biden. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but again, when it comes to like how we are on the political outside and our relative bubbles and biases, um, the truth of the matter is, is that Biden won the primary, and overwhelmingly so. So to say that the majority doesn't want him is an error. Now there is. Still- it depends on if you accept the outcome of that election, though. What do you mean? I don't think that was really what happened. So you discrediting the vote count? What do you, what do you mean by that? On its face, Biden won that election. Based on the vote count, Biden won that election. But was there corruption behind the scenes? I really think there was. So, I mean, I, I used to be sympathetic to the argument that, you know, the fact that all the other Democratic candidates dropped out before on the same Super day. Tuesday... Um, somehow swung the vote for Biden. I, I've heard arguments against that, and I'm a little bit more convinced that that's still nonsense just because of... I, I disagree just because the people that dropped out, some of them would have uh, separated out the vote that would have gone... So, so the vote that would have gone towards Biden might have gone to Pete Buttigieg, who actually catered more to millennials. Um, but still, you would have a centrist candidate. Well, what we view as centrist in America, which is actually right-leaning on the world stage. So when it comes to... The only person that is a legitimate argument of that I've had been convinced of is Elizabeth Warren. Had Elizabeth Warren dropped out earlier, I think Barney would have had a better chance. She didn't. She mm-hmm. stuck through. Uh, but with all the but other what, candidates what's dropping... What's stopping you from viewing that as an intentional play by the Democratic Party to not allow... Because it's still a centrist candidate. It's still an established candidate. All it would have done was just coalesce the establ- the people who wanted an establishment candidate to Biden. 
So either way, either one of those, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, you still would have had an establishment candidate. It doesn't matter who the face is, that's the ideas that they represent. So I don't see that as making a difference. Elizabeth Warren had a, the I left I think vote. we're going to have to disagree here. Okay. We can, we can talk about that later. <laughs> but just, just uh, taking a step back and getting to the, the fundamentals of this episode. So COVID, the 2020 election, the civil unrest, and our predictions moving forward. So I think the tick for tat kind of attacks will continue, especially we really had to worry about if Trump loses and him casting doubt, him saying that there won't be a peaceful transfer of power, which, of course, everyone else is like, no, there'll be a peaceful transfer of power. Using his following to contest the election? Correct, yeah. There's casting doubt on the election and the results, so all that is very dangerous. So if he does lose, I am afraid of the result of that. Um, I'm almost wondering. I I talked to my wife about this the other day. Not that I I support this. But I, I don't see why you wouldn't see Biden doing something similar. Like casting doubts on the election. I mean, if if Trump wins again, we're still going to have all these, I mean, uh, all these protests, all this stuff going on. That's not going to stop. But right. I wonder if Trump loses, if that's going to actually lead to more deaths because of his base. I'm wondering if that's going to be a more dangerous situation if Trump loses because he's been casting doubt on the ballots on the election in whole, the Democrats stealing the election, quote unquote. I'm one, I told my wife the other day, I'm like, I'm almost wondering if it'd be more dangerous for the American people if Trump loses, just given his narrative and his base. I know a lot of right wingers that are very vocal about wanting to shoot Antifa members. And that's a disturbing reality. I don't think you're seeing the other side, though. I think there are plenty of Antifa that would be willing to shoot Trump supporters. Yeah, we had one right after Kenosha. That's what we talked about. And that's going to continue. But I'm wondering, like I said, if it would be more dangerous. My largest concern is that Biden's camp is playing towards allowing these people to get further political foothold. I don't see that. In Portland? I don't think that's, I don't, I wouldn't agree that those people are Biden supporters. I think they're Democrats. I would say they're left-leaning. But or at least favorable towards the Democratic Party in some way. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. The mayor of Portland is a Democrat. Yeah. And the mayor of Seattle, I believe, was also a Democrat. Yeah, usually with the Northwest and coastal city states, yeah, they tend to be Democrat. Specifically cities in general are yeah. typically left-leaning but I don't see, like, if you asked an Antifa member who they support, I would more see them being like, fuck both the candidates. Well, the problem is that Antifa is a decentralized movement, a collective organization. It's not even like an official organization. No, I'm just of... saying, if you ask someone in that crowd who is out there protesting, I don't think they're going to be like, yes, I support Biden. No, I, no, I don't they think. I, so Probably when you, not. When you say that these are these Black Lives Matter, these other people, yes, I'm sure some of them are. But, um, when you hear about the more like crazy violent, the ones that Trump is focusing on to yeah. push his narrative, I do not believe that they are uh, Biden supporters. Well, I think it's also it's less common than social media and the the uh, legacy media companies would portray it to be, but that doesn't mean it's not happening too. Um, it's just like there's plenty of uh, instances where the Biden campaign, Kamala Harris, they have catered to these things and then said other things like the double speak kind of, Oh yeah. It's, it's all a facade. There's no doubt about that. But if they give power to these organizations, can they really stop them from taking over the party? I completely disagree that they will have any power within a democratic party. You don't think so? That's they've already adopted the language. That's not policy. It's not policy, but they're they're saying that it is policy. That's kind of like how Trump like argues. Like the systemic racism argument, there is systemic racism. Oh, yeah. But... Biden's going to continue to enhance that and make it worse. He's not going to make it better. I'm not convinced that he will. Even no matter what he says, I'm not convinced that he will. I, I really don't know what Biden is going to do. 
I don't either. Like I said, the only good argument is that he's not Trump. That's it. That's the only good argument. I freely and openly admit that. However, um, and that goes my whole view on a two-party system versus a multi-party system. That's a completely other subject. Ranked choice voting. (laughs) So um, Could have had somebody else. Anybody else. That's what Trump says about, you know, Bernie Sanders is going to be taking over and the people AOC is going to take over the Democratic Party. Right. They're not. They lost. But Trump did. Trump took over the Republican Party. Yeah, because they can bow the knee. One thing the Republicans are really good at is coalescing. Yes. They're, they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. Whoever their leader, uh, their leader is, they can say tons of shit about them into the election, but as soon as they're elected president, everyone snaps in line. 100% support. And that's what we saw after 2016. You can see Chris Christie, for example, like talking shit about Trump all day. Marco Rubio talking shit about Trump all day. As soon as Ted he's elected, Cruz. boom. Yeah. Now they're supporters. Jeb Bush. That's over. They no longer discuss it. Trump is God. That's how they see him. So that's one thing they're really good at. The left, I don't see that happening. Biden's not going to... He said in the debates he's not going to support Medicare for all. I don't know if you've ever seen like a television show where there's like power dynamics, like various different tribes that are fighting to get power. Mm-hmm. I think that's honestly what is playing out in reality with Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Biden's campaign, Trump's campaign, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, all these different factions are trying to get this seat of power so that they can implement whatever kind of agenda they want. I just don't see them having the power, though. There's definitely a struggle, the but power there's not is, enough. The power is the presidency. Well, you also have the Senate. You also have, well... Congress, but I mean, what's Congress done? <laughs> do you really, do we really have the Senate? I mean, well, do we really have the house at this point? I know. No, that, that, that is fair. Um, well, not only that, but I mean, left-leaning quote unquote, left-leaning Democrats aren't really left-leaning. They're still right-leaning. It's just a huge, what was that definition issue in this country? Uh, uh we have a Mars Nebula song, um, called ramen. Uh, <laughs> With a global pandemic, corp- uh, we're sitting here eating ramen. Corporations still lobbying. Fuck, I don't remember it. <laughs> it, it it'll be out there. It'll be out there. It's, Look it up. <laughs> um, it's just like, I, I don't believe that we have the Senate or the House or even the presidency. I think it's a bunch of essentially mafia groups that are fighting each other using proxies to get this position and then with corporate funding on both sides or it, I don't even know if it's money sides. Politics. It's like so many factions. Yeah. Money in politics is going to drive this country mad. And that that's one thing that we have to take out of our politics is money in politics. Cause for as long as the military industrial complex can reign in terror, every single, uh, every single candidate, every single person in government is going to support the military industrial complex. That's just, not a secret. Even yep. left-leaning, quote-unquote, Democrats will still vote for it. And they would be in favor of a war because it's profitable. Even if it's profitable. on, Even if it's on home turf. Because these are now global corporations. They can go anywhere. Yeah. But not... That's well, a scary thought, right? <laughs> the world is scary enough as it is in 2020, and it's hopefully not going to get worse, but it probably will. That's, that's why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, again, uh, going back in here, I, I, I think it's more likely Trump will win. If he does win, we're going to see the same shit going on. We're going to still see the protests. Mm-hmm. My, I don't, I'm not convinced he's going to serve full term. He's simply too old. He's overweight. I don't think he's going yeah. to serve, serve full term. If he doesn't die from COVID before that. Which is possible. Um, and Probable least, but unlikely. I don't see him making it past to the midterms if he does get reelected. That's my prediction is that he wouldn't go past the midterms. So if he did, he would be 76? Yeah, it's two years. Well, no, it'd be 77, I think, because he still has into 2021, and then it starts. Hmm. So I think it'd be more 76 or 77. Um, but even then, I, I'm not convinced that he'll see, serve full term, even if he gets reelected, and then it will go to Pence, which creates a whole nother can of worms because now Pence can serve that, and then still two more. Oh, we didn't even touch on the the death of Ruth uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There's so much to talk about. I, I know, mean, <laughs> I know. Yes, that is a huge that, driving that factor. That was the this. whole point 
uh, that the Democratic Party was using to try to get people to vote for the Democratic Party as well. And that, that yeah, kind of... I used to hold that argument as well. And I, I no longer support that argument just because given Biden's previous record, again, there's no good reason to vote for Biden, guys, but unless he's just not in Trump, Biden is responsible for justice. Um, oh, what's his name? Is it Kavanaugh? No, not Kavanaugh. Uh, God. Uh, it's not Scalia. Well, why? It? No, Scalia, Scalia is dead. Uh, justice Robert. No. Fuck, I don't, I don't remember. We can actually he, he is the man of color that's on the Supreme Court. Uh, he had a rape allegation against him before he got uh, put in, and that's why it tied in well with Kavanaugh. Um, but Biden grilled the victim, essentially, of uh, the sexual assault, and he is in part responsible Clarence for that. Clarence Thomas? Clarence Thomas, there it is. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. I say it all the time. And well, there's she- nine of them, so it's... Oh. not unreasonable <laughs> yeah so Clarence Thomas is the, that appointment is Biden's fault so I'm not convinced that he would have picked a great candidate what is the concern with him Clarence Thomas yes so Clarence Thomas isn't very left if you will uh. Uh, also he is a accused I don't know I'm pretty sure rape accused rapist and Biden was very essential into him getting a confirmation to the Supreme Court. So I, I'm not convinced that he would have picked a great Supreme Court justice. So when it comes to supporting the left and everything like that, I mean, Biden even openly said he would elect right-wing or right-wing, right-leaning people into his cabinet. I'm not convinced he's going to give any power to the left. Um, Kasich uh, spoke at the Democratic Convention. John Kasich, who's a he was a Republican presidential candidate in the 2016 election correct yeah and, um yeah, and, interesting fact and i mean people on the right consider him a democrat and if you look at his stuff that's he's not he's still not left-leaning guys we we have a definitional error when it comes to right and left in this country um and then continuing on um covid is not going to go away despite what the president says it's not going to go away like a miracle that's not going to happen uh there are progress and trials being done with the vaccine but i'm not convinced it'll go away until 2022 what do you think the likelihood of a a legitimate herd immunity is low low very low from what i've seen i i'm in a lot of science circles and everything like that um a lot of scientists are saying herd immunity is not going to be achievable really yeah that's a scary thought not enough people. If we could just all fucking wear our masks, <laughs> it would make a huge difference. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Um, and even when the vaccine does come out, people have said they're not going to take it. So mm-hmm. it, they're not going to. So there won't be enough people taking the vaccine to stop the virus. So my prediction would be 2022 is probably the time where we'd get a vaccine. We're going to have to deal with it for the next couple of years. We're going to have masks. We're, it's probably going to ramp up again this winter. It, that's, that's just what happens with these viruses, that they're more deadly in the winter. Uh, and there's reason for that, too, is because people uh, are more together during the winter because it's colder outside. So like It's I, also the environment like, for the virus, too. The winter yeah the environment for the virus is a lot more preferable to colder and stiller air versus the hot how do we know that for sure because it hasn't fully experienced a real winter that's what we see with um what's the term for it so like for example that's a reason why we have the flu season it's not in the summer it's in the winter time and well, the this flu, is the flu virus adapted to that though yeah and this is still coronavirus both of those of which are coronaviruses that right. is the family COVID-19 SARS-V2 is a virus that is the flu it is of the same family it's just a different version of it and so it is likely to see that if it does well in this climate it's going to do well in this climate just based on those alone and that that's what happens with respiratory illnesses that's the word I'm looking for. Well part of the reason that the flu adapted like that is because the cold weather causes people to huddle together um, and it's, it's just easier to transmit diseases in more collective areas. Right. So I, I agree that there 
likely will be a spike. I just, I, I haven't looked at that. Yeah, it's it's likely we're going to see a spike. I mean, just in general with how badly we're handling it here in the United States. Oh, yeah. That alone. Arizona was the number one in the whole world. That was a scary, scary time for a short time that we were battling with Florida. But number one in the world that was tracking, of course. Keep in mind that was tracking. Uh, but we were the worst in the world. And working through that, I mean, I go into people's homes for work, and that was that was a stressful time. Um, but, yeah, I, this this will continue going forward. Um, and if it's the Trump administration, I don't see it going well. Biden's administration, I might see it going a little bit better with expanding the ACA. But overall, I don't think it's going to go away, even potentially, until 2022. Yeah, the reality is either president that we get is not a good outcome. Yeah. Uh, with the Supreme Court... Um, what are they calling her? Just a rip off of RBG. They're calling her ACB or something like that. I think that's. that's I haven't even. Amy Conan Barrett. Yeah, ACB. I heard a little bit about her. Apparently, she's like a Christian evangelical or something. So she is a sect of the Catholic community that the Catholic community doesn't recognize because they're too radical. (laughs) Yeah. Like a snake talking kind of people? (laughs) No, that's. that's more Baptist, uh, different, whole different thing. Those are, uh, gosh, I can't even, not Episcopalians. They are a sect of Baptists, though. I can't remember. Um, but no, that that's essentially how, you know, a, um, um, a Christian, like an average run-of-the-mill Christian would talk about the snake handlers is probably like, yeah, they're, they're a little crazy. But um, so she is, uh, she's in support of a lot of, you know, we may see the end of abortion rights here in America. And that is the huge concern. That was the concern before, but with, yeah. with that specific uh, candidate. Yeah. We, and, you know, these being lifetime appointments, whether or not Biden will pack the court with more justices, which is the smarter thing to do. But now we set precedent for that. Uh, the reason why Biden didn't openly admit to doing so in the debate is because if he were to agree that, yeah, of course I'm going to pack the courts, Trump's just going to do that now then. There is no incentive for him not to do it. So if he's Which is kind of funny because um, they said they wouldn't do that. I think in 2017, 2018, they said they wouldn't, but like then... There's also Obama saying that he would, um, he would, if he had the opportunity to elect another. Right. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not aware of that. Um, I haven't looked too much into what Obama said about packing the court. Well, um, not, not packing the court. Just like if if it was an election year, holding off. Oh on... yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah. No, everyone. I mean, as much of a piece of shit Lindsey Graham is, he said you'd do it too. He's right. Yeah. He's right, you know, because he said, in, you know, back in... Because it's a team sport. Yeah. He <laughs> We're said trying that, to you know, win. hey, if this is an election year and uh, we need to fill the seat, and yeah. if you say that we need to wait till the next election, you would be right. And then when he, you know, people quote him on that, he said, yeah, but you'd do it too. And he's right. Yeah, no, we'd fucking do it. Because fuck me, fuck you. Yeah. And it kind of gets into the idea of principles versus getting shit done like do we value this country are we going to live together in this country and then like as a a, like a world people or are we going to devalue each other so much that we become these little factions that start picking each other off because that's what's happening it's what's happening and what's likely going to continue to happen um there's not an easy answer for the system and all the historical evidence that we have is fall 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 of rome fall mm-hmm. of troy well troy was a whole other thing but um <laughs> it just that's what came to mind <laughs> it's a band <laughs> oh okay okay um but that is the most likely scenario and if you think that this wouldn't happen to us you're wrong you're absolutely 100 percent wrong the romans said it too well, my mm-hmm. concern is i was talking to Brittany about this the other day she interviewed me on uh multi-party systems versus uh, two-party systems i'd I like lo- to have her on yeah, it'd be great to, to have her on as well. Um, but I was letting her know that I am 
against the notion of revolution, I favor strong reforms. Well, it depends. Like, the way that Bernie Sanders was portraying revolution, where we have a dialogue, a coalition of unifying groups in order to maintain peace and change legislation. That revolution... I wholeheartedly support. Yeah, and that's what I would define as major reforms. The right. revolution I'm talking about is a violent seize of power. No. Because <laughs> there are people that advocate that. I know several people on the left, especially the socialist communist community, yeah. who advocate for the vi- or violent The various of power. manifestations of anarchist groups, too. Yeah, those as well. So it's not just them. It's, it's multiple groups. However, I, Whatever they call I strongly disagree with that, and I let Brittany know, is that we have never seen a powerful country this powerful in the entire history of the world the united states is the most powerful living dead or current civilization of world history i think a revolution would not just be in this country if it happened well the problem is is i'm just even keeping it america-centric if you see infighting and the collapse of society here in the most powerful nation in the world of human history what does that do to the other world powers around exactly. us? Exactly. Well, power think, vacuum. Yeah, you don't think that they're going to have interest in that? When Rome fell and the Gauls and the right, Germans that's, came that's in. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't think a revolution in this country would be isolated to this country. No, I think it would expand into a legitimate world war. Yeah, yeah it's, it could very likely be. And, and on that note, I'd like to play that song. All right, go for it. Uh, we're about an hour and one minute, so I think that'll be a good... That'll uh, be point a closing two. point. Yeah. Okay. So we can we can always do more about this because there's still so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. We'll get into the next stage in the next episode. All right. I'm gonna play a song for you guys. It's uh, entirely about the conversation we just had. I read it a couple years ago. Um. guitar pick the song is called grievance studies it's uh it's essentially about tribalism and the um division of society into a war and genocide i know that's heavy but I feel like we should talk about that. (laughs) We built things up just to tear them down If I've got different views You're gonna chase me out of town What is it that you value If nothing matters now If I'm not even human What will you do now? It's not the same as yesterday If we can't talk in conversation If we don't see doesn't mean you have to die It's like we've lost all of our humanity I'm looking at myself and I'm not liking what I see How can we live If all we do is lies 
steel and sheet This isn't what human life is supposed to be If I saw you on a different day Would you still think all I do is hate? That's not what I'm trying to convey It goes in one ear, out the other It's not the same as yesterday If we can't talk in conversation Doesn't mean you have to die. It's like we've lost all of our humanity. I'm looking at myself and I'm not liking what I see. How can we live? If all we do is lie, steal, and cheat This isn't what human life is supposed to be I won't give up, it's not enough To watch all of my people fight until they die We have to stop before we drop the biggest bombs that anybody has ever seen To find more episodes like this, you can check us out on YouTube. We've got a website. Uh, you can check us out at yourthoughtspodcast.com. Uh, we're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon. Yeah, check us out. Do you have anything to plug? I don't. No? <laughs> I am uh, just... Oh, I mean, hey, if you're in Arizona uh, and you're an atheist, come join our atheist group page, uh, Arizona Atheists. It's a private group. Please answer all the questions to get in. Mm -hmm. um, I am one of the moderators on there, uh, and I'd, we'd love to have more more people in that group. They have very interesting conversations and a lot of very funny memes. Yeah, exactly. So if you are an atheist in Arizona... Please do answer all the questions. We do vet all the people that go in, uh, but you can go ahead and join us. All right. There's still so much to talk about, but we'll dive into that in another episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll do like five more episodes on this. <laughs> all right. That concludes Your Thoughts Podcast. Oh.